You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! You know how we do. I'm your host, Al Mega, Bagatusepa, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. And today, folks, dude, I have, and ladies, I have an awesome, awesome guest. I mean, my man has 40 plus years in the entertainment industry, all right? He's been a wrestler, an actor, a comic book publisher creator, a musician, a philanthropist, a puck. I mean, this dude has done everything just about. Who am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? I'm very happy to introduce the one and only brimstone what's popping out mega how you doing brother finally brimstone has made it to comic crusaders super excited super stoked bro first and foremost listen brother i'm so happy to be talking with new yorker right now even though you might be uh you know over in florida i'm still i'm still gonna keep you here at home in big yeah. bad nyc you know what i'm saying that's what we got well, we gotta do it I miss my, my 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 bagels and cream cheese from the from the corner stand and my bacon egg and cheese because they really know how to make it on the road. I mean, there I lived go. in Massachusetts, you know, before moving out here to Florida. And uh-huh. Massachusetts and Florida do not know what a New York roll is. No, they don't. <laughs> they nobody. give me hamburger rolls. I'm like, this is not what I asked for. What are you nobody, doing? Nobody knows what New York bread is. Nobody knows what New York. <laughs> Pizza. Nobody knows Thank New York. You. Anything you need to. You if you're gonna have pizza, forget Italy. You need to come down to New York. You yes. get yourself some pizza. You get yourself some bagels. You know what I mean. And I'm gonna throw mm-hmm. out the New York accent a little bit here, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Listen. And by the way, love the fact that you're like whippa right at the beginning, man. I loved it. I loved it. Come on, See? man. You know how we Puerto Ricans do. We're live Represent. and loud, especially from Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Come on now. And my wife is Puerto Rican, so you know what I mean? I feel you, brother. I feel hey, you. Oh, no wonder. Yo, I started mentioning some, some foods about bodegas right before we started, folks. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you need them maduros. So we could get them totones mm, going on. He knows what's right. going on, bro. See, there's nothing like going down to the Cuchifrito and, you know, having oh. some delicious treats. See, that's what you're not getting out in Orlando. You need to come no. home, Papa. Come home, get some good eats. You know what I'm saying? Then you get you get you get hefty like me, and I've gotten a little bit <laughs> thick, thicker over the years. But um, you know, it's probably because I'm sitting on my ass more often on on uh, radio as opposed to uh, doing yeah. doing anything in ring. But that's besides the point. But you you've been killing it though on radio, I, a podcast, and everything. I mean, dude, you've had a 40 plus year career. I mean, one of the things that that like I I saw, I'm like, all right, here's Brimstone, this big dude. You are a Sesame Street in romper room? I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, which it's so funny because so many people are like, well, you don't look like you would have been on Sesame Street. First of yeah. all, I was five years old. So I, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean what I look like? You know, it's just I thought you were like, shaving then. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? But yeah, I did Sesame Street. I did romper room when I was a kid. That was my first taste of entertainment. Wow. And um, and what's really crazy is um, I just, my mother passed away about three years ago. Oh, and um, thank you. And what do you call it? Um, I was just finally finishing cleaning out the house because we're you know we finally were able to sell it um you know after all this this disaster of of the the uh, pandemic and um you know we finally did it but while we were cleaning the stuff out i actually found the um my old contract for uh children's television uh, network so so i got that and i actually found um 
uh, contracts with a couple of different agents that I had when I was a kid. And I had no idea that I was represented when I was younger. So I, (laughs) my mother never even told me that I knew that I went and I, I did, um, I did auditions and, uh, stuff like, uh, Rice Krispies and a one and things like that back when, but, but I, I didn't know that I was actually represented. So yeah. So let me ask that there then, since you started that early, I mean, were your parents in the business? So, okay, my, my father, um, he was, he should have been a, a pro, uh, golfer. Um, and he wound oh, up wow, and, man. and he, you know, the family business was irrigation back in the day. And, you know, my grandfather said, Hey, I want you to, to do this. And so that kind of cut his golfing career short. And that was back in the day. He was, he was playing with like Chichi Rodriguez and all these guys wow, that, you know, back, no back then. Yeah. And they used to call him the hot dog guy, the, the Chichi. They, they used to remember <laughs> because, because every time Chichi would get up, they would go get a hot dog. But <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> that's, that was one of the, the, the jokes that he always made, you know. Oh, like oh yeah. great he's like great guy real fun guy he's like but he but you know but you know every time we went out we went and got a hot dog but um it, it was a joke but um you know so <laughs> so he would he call it uh he, he but he always played guitar and sang like he's an, a, an incredible singer it's funny because i actually posted on instagram i never do that this but i posted he he did something um sang some song and and, and uh in his in his he's got like his piano and his guitar and all this jazz and you yeah. know he he sang something not too long ago i don't remember what it was but i was like you know what i'm going to throw him a bone and and uh, get him in front of my audience and i put him Ooh. up dude he had like 30,000 views on on the video um and everybody was giving such great feedback like um no so yeah so yeah so my but my dad was my dad is an amazing singer um all self-taught with the guitar and the piano and all that really you know he had he had been doing the entertainment thing years ago um not to the extent that i do it but you know he was that was a little bit of an inspiration of you know music but my mother um you know she was uh, she was, you know, oh, my son's cute, blah, blah, blah. Back then I was cute, huh. um, old and ugly. Um, but they would he call it, she, <laughs> she would he call it, um, she said, you know, we, I can, I can put him into, uh, onto TV and into film and so forth. So, uh, yeah, man, she, she, uh, my parents were divorced, just mind you. So my, my mother, uh, did this on her own. And then she started bringing me into Manhattan and cause you know, Long Island, we're only about 45 minutes on a good day, okay. t- 10 hours on a bad day. Um, uh, but what do you call it in and out of Manhattan? So, you know, she brought me, she used to bring me in there and I would do all the, the, the stuff and things I would do everything with the, you know, with the agents. And then I would do the stuff with Sesame street and rock room. Wow. And I don't remember anything else because it's just, it, you know, it's five. So, you know, there's just so much I do remember and recall. But of course. that being said, um, you know, eventually my mother and my father uh, were starting to go head to head and headbutting in the fact that, you know, I wasn't necessarily um, around on the days that my father was supposed to have me. And, you know, so it was, oh, you, know, okay. you know, regular BS that that d- divorced people go through. And um, what do you call it? So that was the end of my acting career as, as a kid. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. So that was that was then. And uh then I uh, I found my first you know first thing that I, I fell in love with was was art um, you know when I started uh, getting involved in comic books you know and I know you're a big Ooh. comic book guy okay so, yeah yeah I gotta ask there though what was when you started getting into comics or what was the first character that you said oh this is so dope there's there's there are two there are two, yeah, my, two. My, my two favorite characters um one one was because of the cartoon 
and one was because of the comic. So my two favorite characters are the Beast, which is the comic. You know, Beast, oh. Beast from the X Men is my yeah. favorite character. I'm sorry if that's a letdown, uh, but, <laughs> no, but he was he was big, he's he was cool. badass, and he was intelligent. And uh, it was just I loved the character. And matter of fact, my nickname when I was a kid was Beast. So oh, really? you know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely loved um, <laughs> the Beast. And um, what do you call? It? And my my other favorite character was Snake Eyes. And uh, oh, funny I enough, love Snake Eyes. Kid. Funny enough, full no circle. Idea. You know what I mean? Like le- like years later, I'm friends with Larry Hama and what do you call him? Ray Park. Wow, who, really? who, who portrayed you know Snake Eyes in the in creator the movies? You, you you chill with Snake Eyes' daddy and the and, person that portrayed him on screen. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. man, bro. Ray's one of my very dear friends. Um, and what do you call it? Yeah, no, it's and it's funny because I say to Ray all the time, I'm like, God damn it, you know, like like I it, it it's the funniest thing because I always loved Star Wars, I've always loved Snake Eyes and, and G.I. Joe, and what do you call it now? Yeah, he, he's Darth Maul and he's Snake Eyes. I was like, Well, I guess it was meant to be, kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you yeah. know that we're we're our birthdays are one day apart. No, our birthdays are one day apart. Funny, fun fact. Yeah, I'm the 22nd. He's the 23rd. Oh man, that's so crazy. Like, you know what's funny within my family? You know, I don't got no celebrities, but I found a long lost sister many years, a few years ago. Right? Oh wow. Her birthday is the 23rd. My birthday is the 24th, and my nephew that's chilling here today, his birthday is the 25th. Oh wow. And even before that, two of two good friends that I grew up with, their birthday was April 22nd. Oh, so wow. it's like that Al Mega don't shine <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> God damn, yo. Well, what, what, what me up? What 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 month? August? April. April. Oh, April. Okay. So and now now and my my son, my son's girlfriend, her birthday is uh the same as mine. Oh, so that. she's got so she's got the same birthday and then uh something else was going on uh with Father's Day. I forgot what it was, but there's something else that crosses over. Watch just, Father's Day. No one cares it, about us, guy. Come on. I, that's what I'm saying. Father's <laughs> Day, that's the most important day of the year. You know what I mean? Forget everything else. You got Father's Day. That's the well, not really. Mother's Day is the most important day of the oh, year. Yeah. But agreed there, man. So, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's funny that, you know, in my career, everything's come, you know, not everything, but almost everything's come full circle. And um, you know, like uh, the whole deal with um comic books is i wanted to be a famous artist i wanted to go out there and i could draw and i and i still do here and there um but i'm not like the boys out there now you know what i mean i can't i haven't done it you know like over that period of time if i did maybe that would have been the case but um i could i could draw it's just not like to the level of what you need for marvel dc um well i should say marvel because you know the dc is kind of slacking here and there but that's really that's really Um. dc it's really the dcu i should say as soon as his DC, uh, the DCU is, is sucky. The what do you call it? the comics are good. The comics are still good. Um, especially when you got guys like my buddy Greg Capullo. You know, I, is he still? I think he just stopped doing Batman, right? Did he just finish? Yes, yes, yeah, he stopped. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Greg, I think Greg, Greg is actually. Let, let, let me let me make sure. Did he go back <laughs> to spawn? Did he go back to spawn? No, 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 no. Although that's funny you mention him because one day a question was put out there. Okay. Like, who is the best Spawn artist? Me, I love Spawn. That is my joint. You understand me? Right, right, Period. right, right. That's my joint. But I, I love Todd. So for me, all respect due, Todd is the best Spawn artist. In my opinion, that's all it is. Todd McFarlane. Bro, Todd Greg is a very Caputo nice got guy. Mad. Really? Greg got mad at me. He got mad and he blocked me because of that comment. I mentioned it to Todd. I interviewed Todd a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh-huh. And I mentioned that. So I was like, yo, Greg, Greg Bachman, it's because I said I liked your art more. I mean, I understand, but it's just, I'm just being honest as a Spawn fan. You can't wow. kill me, you know? But but then I met him at a con, I think it was 2019, San Diego, if he was there or, or sometime. Then I mm-hmm. got to see him. He saw my shirt. He was chilling right next to Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, you remember me? He goes, yeah, I know you guys, but no problem. What's up? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Capullo is one of the coolest, sweetest dudes ever. His wife is a doll. I, I you know, we've we've toured together many years and um haven't seen him in a hot minute, but what do you call it? One of the nicest guys and an incredible artist. I mean, look, I mean, if you're you're talking about uh, I'm I'm a nostalgic type of a guy. I'm an old school type of guy. So when I I like the originals, um, you know, Todd McFarlane is it's his character, um, and I think that you know if if he didn't do an amazing job, nobody would have fell in love with the character to begin with. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, don't don't sleep on on Greg. Uh, never sleep, don't sleep on, on Greg. Greg. He's great. Greg, Greg is Greg. Is, listen, Greg is just as good, if not better, in terms of artistry. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. the the only thing is is that the creator put that extra love in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's all, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, you can't touch Greg with a 20 foot pole in terms no, of no. his art skills. I no, Greg is, is a monster. He's awesome. He's I was, awesome. Listen again, it was no offense. I love yeah. his work, but I'm just yeah. saying, I, I just, you know, dude, <laughs> I, let, let me put it on widescreen. I mean, if you look up here, that's my spawn. Yeah. Spawn. I got more spawns. I got spawns in boxes over here. And in New York, <laughs> my mama still has a box of my spawn toys. Uh, that I got to tell my brother, like, you know, don't open the down. box. Just send it, please. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, listen, I it, spawn spawns. One of those characters that I absolutely have always loved. And, um, you know, look, I'm a darker character myself. The Brimstone character in, in the ring and in the comics and in the animated, all that. I'm, it's a dark character. So you can tell where I pull inspiration from oh, and spawn bro. is one of those things. You know, how, what do I mean? you, how do you go from Sesame Street romp room to saying, OK, I want to start kicking some ass in the ring? That was a long, 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 very long, long time. Long. I, I, mean, you're I, talking, I mean, again, you're, you're talking about there was so much that happened in between there. I mean, you're my age group, my brother. So, you know, talk to me <laughs> so you, about you the get journey. It. I get, get it. it. I'm that so, 90s kid that grew up in Brooklyn, you know, with yeah. my backpacks, you know, listening to Black Moon and my <laughs> Wu-Tang and, and, and Biggie back in the day. There you go. You know? There you go. So. I grew up. I grew up, you know, um, in Uniondale, New York. Familiar with Long Island, Uniondale. Um, we 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 had a lot of players that came out of Uniondale. It's aside from myself. It's you know the guys from Leaders of the New School. What do you call it, bro? Um, you went to high school with Buster Rhymes and Charlie yeah, Brown. I yeah, mean, yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> C Brown and C Brown and Dinko. I still talk to to this day. Uh, Dinko wow, was just Dinko really? was just on the show literally maybe a month ago, um, and we talk as often as we possibly can. So it's y'all were homies business. in school. Oh, yeah. No, no. In school, I mean, we were we were around the hood, not in school. In school, okay. I mean, I I when I was out of elementary, going into middle school, my mother pulled me out and put me into a private school. So, which ah, was complete culture okay. shock because I was the only I was in in Uniondale. I was one of the only white kids. So, what do you call it? So, you know, I'm used to being one of the only <laughs> white kids, and like I'm a hip. You were the minority for a change. I, yeah, yeah. And I was, but not not only I'm a white Jewish kid. So, oh, you know, you so, even worse. Yeah. So, what do you call it? Um, but you know, here I am. I'm I'm rolling with everybody. Um, awesome. you know, I see we see no color. You know what I mean? And um, I know. that's New York to me. You know and. And, and uh, well, not all of New York, unfortunately. That's no, a no, sad thing, but, but we but, won't but, talk about that. No, I don't want to um, talk about that, but I will say this, that I think that that's the difference between 
the rest of the country and people that grew up in the big city, we yeah. come from melting pots. So diversity right. is the norm. It's exactly. the norm. Exactly. But, but people that don't live in big cities like that, that's like, what are you doing? That's so foreign. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. what? laughs> it is what it is. But then I went, I went from that into an all white Jewish school. Like, mm. and it was like complete culture shock to me. Matter of fact, I was so out of place. I was a fish out of water because here I am, you know, a hood kid. You know what I mean? Even in though theory, you were the darkest person in that school. <laughs> in, 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 in theory, <laughs> in theory. Um, you know, and then it took me some time to, to a matter of fact, to, in order to be, um, respected, I actually had to lay someone out. Um, no. and yeah. And, and it was because, you know, I was some, I was different. And, um, back then, you know, people, there's a reason why a lot of kids went to private school. You know what I mean? I went simply because my mother was trying to get me out of a potentially dangerous school. And I, and I understand that, but I'm like, these are all my, this is my, these are my friends, my family. You know what I mean? Like. I'm I, yeah. I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. But um, you know, they they you know she wanted to send me to a private school, and um, uh, but some of these kids had problems. You know what I mean? Where they were um, you know, in in the private school where they were misfits, so they they were problem children. So you know, when they went there, everybody's trying to you know run for supremacy, and everybody wants to be the big man on campus. And um, you know, when I came in, I was different. Like I said, you know, I was you know, a white kid who was listening to all hip hop nowadays, only, white kids only listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like a different animal altogether, but you know, like, um, you know, I, and I came in, I spoke different. I walked different. I, I looked different and, um, you know, and, and, and I wasn't, I wasn't, in, you know, taken in immediately. Um, and then a couple of kids used to, to try picking on me, some of the older, bigger really? guys and what do you call it? And, and, but they did what they didn't know is even though I was young, you know what I mean? It was my right going into middle school. You know, I was already throwing down in the schoolyard. You know what I mean? You know, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. You're from you're I from know. you're from Crooklyn. You know what it Listen, is. Listen, you know bro. What I'm three o'clock, yo. Three o'clock schoolyard. I'm a I'm a beach ass. It's on. It's on. Comments, yeah. It's on. So you know, I was already well versed in how to take care of myself, and um, you know, so there's one kid kept getting in my face. And uh, and I took him. Mm. And I literally threw him down a stairwell. And uh, what do you call it? <laughs> and then his his cousin, who was a big dude, and we're we're cool now. This this wow. dude, you know, he came years later. Um, but you know, he uh he came up and he like grabbed me, and I freaking jacked him up and I tossed him too. And then I went down and I continued to jam on this freaking one <laughs> kid's face. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, they broke it up. And then that was that. After that, people were like, oh, you know, don't sleep on him. You know what I mean? Don't sleep on him. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, know and that. then I got into a couple scraps here and there in, in that time. Like, it takes a long time to to light my fire. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm very patient. But oh. once you get me to that point, it's like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, Bro. I, I, I don't want to have to go hood on you, but I will. You know, yeah, that, like. My, my wife, my daughter, my mom, they all know the sign that I've had enough. Like, you know, I'm yeah. very patient as well. But mm. once I go. <laughs> once I do that, Usa. yeah. Once no, no, the USA is not peace, though. USA means like I'm done. I'm gonna hit you now. <laughs> and I've go. done that. It's like okay. It's like yo, get away. I talk. I try to be mm -hmm. peaceful. I don't listen, especially when I'm out with family. The last thing yeah. I want to do is scare them. 
Right now, but well, here's the thing: you know, you when I when I lose, you don't patience, want them though, to fear you. They, you don't want yeah. them to fear you out. You want them to respect you. Yes, you know what course. I mean. And there's a very big difference and a fine line, and people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. When you get loud and you need to get loud, you have to get loud, and that's you know out of you you need to be respected. You know <laughs> See, what I'm but, saying? But that's the thing about me: I won't come at you loud. Yeah. Like, like uh, the perfect example is one time many years ago I went to a party with wifey. Yeah. Hey, now I'm. Me and wifey, we stick together like glue. How to yeah. use the restroom. I uh-huh. come back and I see homie talking. Wifey, not a problem. I'm not a jealous man. Mm. She's a beautiful woman. But he was kind of being pushy about dancing and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, see that he was bothering me about dancing. So then I get up again and get a drink. And then he goes back to try to push up on her. Mm. So then I sit between them. I'm like, you okay, homie? Is there a problem here? And then he goes, you don't got to act so tough. Those were his words. <laughs> I said, what? I mean, bro, you have no idea yet. You should just do me a favor. Just, you know, you had too much to drink. Step away. Then he mm. goes, why are you acting like that, yo? Why are you acting like that? Yeah, I just looked at my wife and I, and I took the heavy breath. She mm-hmm. goes, oh, shit. She looked at my <laughs> brother-in-law like, grab him. <laughs> I just got up and, yo, bro, I don't know where I got the strength from. but I did kind of an uppercut push. I, I grabbed his chest plate. This mother must have flown like six feet. <laughs> My brother-in-law just grabbed yeah. me. Stay cool. I'm like, I'm cool. It's only going to be bad for him if he comes for me. Yeah. If he retaliates yeah. now. Now it's going to yeah. be bad. So if you don't stop him, you're not going to be able to stop me. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. What I'm it's- saying is like, you know, respect is exactly what it is. Respect. There's a level of respect. And please don't cross the line, especially Absolutely. when you're forewarned. <laughs> you're you're nice. You're nice, Al, because I, I it, if if somebody looks at my wife funny, I, I will get in their face. That's listen. That's, I have a going. I don't, I don't cross my I don't they're, they're, when you, what, <laughs> you don't cross the line with my wife. Or I my you. family or my friends. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, somebody... I, oh man, that's my order. My family, yeah. you know, my friends, yeah. my, mm-hmm. my my money, and my food. You you kind of <laughs> get food. in the way. Yeah, bro. If you fuck, if you try to interrupt one of my fucking meals, bro, that I'm digging, you got a problem. <laughs> I, you know, I've dropped people for less. So, <laughs> you know? I'm sure. it, it's funny because yeah, I, so I have some stuff being done at my house right now, which I can talk about off air. I, I can let you know why. Right. Uh, but but what do you call it? Um, you know, it's a po- all positive things, and the you know it'll it'll be out there eventually. I just right now it's NDA. But um, what do you call it? Uh, it's funny because some of the workers. Uh, we're, we're having a conversation and, um, you know, they're asking me about certain things and, you know, and I'm reminiscing about certain things and talking about, you know, something that, or something happened and, you know, I had to drop this one or I did this or whatever. And then it's <laughs> like, tell us more, sir. Tell, tell us, us more. more. I want more. It's like, no, man, look, you shouldn't have to want to get physical with people. No, you don't. You know what I mean? You don't want that. That's the I, last resort. I, 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 the positive is, you know, look, I'm a nice guy. I'm a gentle big guy. You know what I mean? Where, you know, I, I, I don't have to, I can intimidate if I need to and, and oh, yeah. I'll steer clear of the fighting. But if you really want to get, you know, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Here, don't get it <laughs> twisted. If you push me, I'm going to, I'm going to do damage. I am well, not only did I, 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 um, grow up with it. You know, uh, maybe it's Maybelline. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, no, no. Uh, 
maybe I maybe I grew up with it. No free ads. No free ads. What do you call it? When I um, you know, I grew up with, and I and I know, you know, from back when, I know how to fight, and I'm also well trained because you know, pro wrestling does that's not fake. Okay, it's not. It's, it's not. It's staged. All right, and but it's not fake. Yes, when, I love that. You're so right. Staged you know, is the word. It's not fake. It's staged. My brother was a backyard wrestler doing some underground stuff in Queens. Uh huh. Back yeah. in the day. Right, right, right. And let me tell you, he invited me one day to watch, and there I am, you know, just watching it. And back then I had, you know, massive pierce. And like, I looked very intimidating. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing my brother get touched. Let me tell you, I felt like jumping into that ring. Yeah. Because I saw him get really hurt. That well, I was like, yo, after the fact, I'm like, are you all right? Backyard wrestling is real because they don't know what they're doing. No, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, here we do the Ray Mysterio move. That's what's one of his moves. He's a skinny Puerto Rican kid. You know what right, I mean? Right, so right. he's very flexible. Right. And I'm seeing him do that. Like, oh, I'm proud of him. He's doing his thing. He had the personality. But I'm like, but bro, the, the, yo, they don't got insurance, bro. Please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've spoken out about backyard wrestling. You know, so so that's how I feel about that. I mean, you shouldn't be doing it in the backyards. Find yourself in a classroom. You know what I yeah, mean? Learn man. the right way. Insurance. Because, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and here it is. Is because when you're when you're in the ring, okay, and you're you're trained, you're you, you're learning how to not kill someone. You know what I'm saying? That's yes. that's the point. So yeah, I can sit and, and I can power bomb you, you know, in the industry. You know what I mean? <laughs> or I can power bomb you for real. And I have. Um, and you know, and the fact that <laughs> you really? is, oh yeah, I have stories, man. Um, what do you call it? Where where uh one of my partners and I had an issue with some people while we were on the road, and um, what do you call it? We literally did our finishing move on a guy through <laughs> Through a table. Um, oh my you know, god! I wish I was there. And, and the I would have bought you a beer. The table wasn't fixed. Um, you know, it was one of the oh, rounds, man. so the person was not getting up right after. Um, <laughs> you know, but but it when I when I tell you, you know, you wrestlers are not soft people. You know no, what I mean? Not. And people people like to pretend, oh, it's not real, and people like to oh, try please. to get tough and get in your face. It's like, bro, look, my hand is bigger than your head. You know, that that's first and <laughs> foremost. Second of all, I've got a size 11 and a half foot. And if you don't step the hell off, I'm going to shove it, squap your ass. And and some people, <laughs> I love it. Some people don't don't put two and two together. It's like just because I don't choke somebody out for real on, you know, in the ring and on screen doesn't mean that I don't know how to do it off screen and yep. i will choke you the hell out you know back in the day when i you know i had my my school and I, and i would you know was teaching the boys and you'd have these guys these six and a half foot monsters that would come in and um you know these are big dudes and they're not used to being taken off their feet you know mm. so you know so people come in and they're you know they've got this some some of them have this like attitude about them bro i'd put them to sleep i would chuck right on the carotid artery put them to sleep <laughs> and let them go and then they you know and wake up and oh my god yeah so it's like Listen, you know, when don't screw with people who are trained. And to be completely Agreed. honest, fighters, if you're a real fighter and you're a real, you're a real, you know, and you're you're um back to the whole respect thing, and you're a respectful person, you're not you're not going out to hurt the other person. You know what I'm saying? And you're not going to start fights and you're not going to start crap. You know what I mean? We uh, hope not. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and there are certain people that you know, like. Look, I, I, there's so many times that people have tried to pit me against boxers, other wrestlers, other types of fighters. I'm like, 
why? <laughs> like, right. why, why, why would I want to fight this guy? He did me no wrong. Why would I, why would you want to start a fight right. between him and I? And the funny thing is, is most of them have been trained very well and they go, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, why would I want to fight him? You know, I, I, at the end of the day, though, I do not want to see Brimstone beat the shit out of one of those, uh, you know, Paul brothers. Yeah. Unlike Mayweather. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I the man, well, that was a listen, clowny thing, bro. I don't I don't want to sleep on the on the that what is it, Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Who's the one who's doing the fighting? Jake Paul? It's both of them. Both of them are fighting? Yeah. Because well, I know the one of them is taking it very seriously. He is but training. Logan is the one that, that that's taking it seriously. I think he's the one that's that Logan, called, uh, yeah. Mayweather. Okay, he's but he's taking it seriously, so I got to give him that. I have no respect for that guy whatsoever. I think that he's a clown. But um, at the end of the day, you know, he's young. He's 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 you know in the gym. He's you know working with with um and training and training. Yeah. So you know, I'm not going to sleep on him. You know what I mean? Could I go one on one against him? I don't know. Not at I'm 46. You know what I mean? He's 20 something, <laughs> right? You know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, you, you, you've got just so much so much experience. But, you know, a 46-year-old body is going to give out well before a 20-year-old body. So, uh, you know. Unless you hit him hard first. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I know where to hit and how to hit. But. It's, I, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit and pretend, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm the end all be all. I'm, I know what I have to do to get, to get it done if I needed to. And that's it. And am I going to win every fight? Probably not. But I, I'm also, you know, I'm not out there looking for fights. You know what I'm as saying? As you shouldn't, you, as you should not, because dude, you are like, you know, you're going to be, you're the next Howard Stern. You're going to be a king of all media because. <laughs> Yo, bro, you've done everything. You laugh, but, but you know, don't be humble, my brother. You have done stuff. I mean, TV, I movies, acting, voice acting, video games. Yeah. I mean, podcasts. I mean, you've got at one point your uh, you're the host of the Grindhouse Radio, right? On yeah. iHeart, top twenty committed podcasts with a high point being yeah. number six. Yeah, your podcast gets three and a half million to four million downloads. Not a month, folks. A week. Yeah. yeah. Like, bro, how do you do this? What tips can you give us here, bro? Because I'm trying to reach that 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 point. It's like, what is it? You know, what's the secret sauce, my brother? Listen, I mean, <laughs> first, first and foremost, I mean, I'm unapologetically authentic, and um, you know, and I hope that comes out when I talk and when I have conversations, whether it's you know a fun back and forth like we're having here, or something that we're talking about business or or in the industry or whatever it is, just chopping it up. I hope that people can gather the fact that I am authentic and and you know um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know what I mean? And um, that that comes when that comes across. You know, people are drawn to that. They can empathize. Uh, with you on certain situations, just like you and I are talking, you're like, "Hey, I'm from the same place." You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and I, you know, We're the I same feel age, you. brother. I, I, you know, it's like I feel you, dog. You know what I mean? That's I'm there. I'm there with you, and you can you can put yourself in my position because you 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 can empathize with that. I'm not a I'm not a you know little rich kid who came out and had everything handed to him. You know what I mean? I busted my yeah. ass and worked my ass off to get to where I am. I've had people that have talked. Uh, you know, you know, it to me, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to curse. I know you can curse here, but without, without laying it out there, they talking a bunch of smack to me and tried to knock me down all along the way, you know, but you have to be able to take it, move that yep. to the side, not care, which I don't. Matter of fact, I think it's funny. It's very amusing when people talk smack about me because yeah. it's like, well, you could say whatever you want. The proof is in the proverbial pudding, and <laughs> I'm doing exactly. things you are not. But exactly. that's and the whole point is you're talking about me, so there's something yeah. I'm doing. 
Right. <laughs> you know, talk about me more because you know all you're doing is advertising for Yo, me. Press is press, baby. It is what it is. Um, but you know, the, the biggest thing that I gotta say to anybody who's doing, you know, anything, anything creative, any it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's comics, podcasts, you know, um film, indie, you know, or or indie anything, you know, uh being an entrepreneur, just create for yourself. Create for yourself. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about what people are saying. Don't worry about Agreed. what people are doing. Create for yourself. And from there, you'll then develop your people, your following. People will then come to you. Um, is it going to happen right away? No, it's not going to happen. When you want instant gratification, you've already lost. When you're looking at the numbers, Agreed. oh, my God. Oh, oh, how many, how many things do I have today? No, you've already lost. You're now you're, right. on, you're, you're fighting against yourself. Don't it's worry right. about it. Just create for yourself. Um, a lot of people, like in the podcasting world, a lot of people get, uh, you know, podcast burnout where where they, what do you call it? They're like, oh, I'm not getting enough people. They're not paying attention to me. And, oh, it's just a podcast. <laughs> and, oh, I, I don't know. Well, well, then what do you what do you need to do to, you know, to to fix that? You know what I oh mean? Um, bro, bro, the Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes Podcast Network has produced over 900 podcast episodes mm-hmm. since we started. There you go. It doesn't stop. It and doesn't. The, the, the thing is, is one, don't get into it because you're trying to be rich, okay? Because it doesn't happen like that. You're lucky if you get something there but that, that picks up. But let me tell you something. All these people that you say, oh, man, oh, it's an overnight success. Guess what, dude? They've been it's working. Not. You didn't see the last 20 years of them hustling and, and, and busting their asses to get to where they are. Now, there, now there is a new thing with, you know, now in the world of social media where you've got the, the you know, TikTok and this and that. And people are shaking their asses to get millions of followers. But that's only going to last so long. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying, bro. I hate there's that. There's no legacy. There's no meat behind it. It's great, and Thank it's you. awesome, and it's a quick, you know what I mean, something. But you're going to be working in a gas station or a retail outlet after that. Yeah. If you, don't know, if you don't know how to maximize what you're doing and build it into a brand and so forth. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not sleeping on the people that do that. It's a lot of work putting out content yeah. every single day, and I get it. And, um, you know, what? listen, completely. But I see. I see silly content though. I see silly content get to a point that just like you know viral, yeah, and, and then they get blessed. No hate, you know, good on yeah. you. But it, you know, it is what you it know, is. But how long will that last though? I mean, me, I'm trying to create something that's going to last. You know, right. with comic crusaders and undercover caves, a right. legacy, if you will. That's me. Right. I don't care how long it takes. You mm-hmm. know. Wifey's on my ass. I'll be honest. Like, oh my god! Is like, yeah, you've been doing this for a minute. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But in 2006, I went to the store. In 2014, you know, economy hit us very hard. And since mm-hmm. 2014, I changed the narrative of Comic Crusaders to be what I'm doing now. You right. know, you know, a, a showcase for independent for creators of all walks of life to come mm-hmm. on. You know, and and share stories, or I could share their content, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I, she, she said, "Why don't you be the bleeding cool of comedy?" I said, "I don't want to be a gossiper. You know, that's yeah. like the TMZ. I don't want to do that. Right. I want to show positivity." Right. So this is why you know I took the endeavor I'm taking, and it's been a long journey. Mm-hmm. But do I give up? No, no, no. I continue because you know what? I love what I'm doing. I'm having fun with it, and I've met people on a worldwide scale. Like a shout out to my whole Comic Crusaders team. I have people from the UK, Johnny Hughes, my, one of my longest uh, Comic Crusaders. You know, thousands 
I'm talking about thousands of submissions to Comic Crusaders. He's my, you know, EIC. He's a partner in that. He's a partner on the cover capes. Uh, you know, cause I bless people that work with me. Like, yo, yo, if you down with me, I'm gonna bless you. Mm. You know, so that way, when when the day comes to win, we all win together. You do j- just so you you're aware. I don't know if you know this, but my partners in the Grindhouse Radio, my co-hosts and my partners in the business, they yeah. were my in- they they started as my interns. As so interns, they started oh, as my interns. Wow. So what do you call it? So so wow. I believe I believe in bringing people up with me. And me um, too, bro. You know, and it's very important. And I think that's old school hood. You know what I mean? Like you know, you bring you bring your people with you. You bring your family. Mi gente, you, bro. Mi gente, ven that's conmigo. It. Yeah, that's I get good, it. Man. So you know, like I love I, it. For me, um, it's very important to do that. You never, you don't, you don't want to teach everything. You know what I'm saying? But you wanna, you wanna make sure that you listen. You, yeah, you know, we don't want to fish for them, but if we teach them to fish, because listen, be yeah. you know, I've had many members that, or, and former members say, "Yo, Al, thank you for inspiring me." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they gone ahead and doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and I have team members that are creators in their own right, you know, doing their right. own thing, and and. I just love sharing because, again, this community is very unique. I mean, you got Hound Comics. You started a comic book press, right? Yep. And in 2010, and since 2010, you have launched 40-plus creator-owned projects. Yeah. I'm like, bro, thank you for feeding the talent and giving them an opportunity to display their wares. I mean, so... You know, obviously, this is a comic show, too. <laughs> you know, yep. we're talking your career and beating people up, and I love it as a, as a New York 90s, you know, motherfucker. <laughs> right. You know, at the end of the day. But... Um, there. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that, though. What's Hound Comics, and, and, and why why are you so passionate about helping the independent community? Because because I am one of those people who, when, when you get the... When you've had the door slammed on you, when you're in entertainment, especially for as long as I have, you have doors slammed on you plenty of times. And people don't give the opportunities, and everybody does deserve an opportunity. You have to have talent, but you also have to have that opportunity. Somebody gave me that opportunity before, so you know I would like to open the door and give opportunity to other people. So now, now I will give you just enough, you know, rope. You know what I mean to to help you succeed, or you're gonna yes. hang yourself with it. So that's once I give you that opportunity, you're gonna do one or the other. You're you either roll with it or you don't, or you're gonna or you're gonna choke to death. You know what I mean. Right. So a lot of a lot of people, and what 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 people don't realize when they want to get into this game, especially you know comics and and things like that, is they don't they don't understand how much work and how much effort goes into it. And not only does the effort go into the creation of said said product. Then it goes into the promotion of said product yeah. while you're still getting ready and preparing for the second book. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like a constant grind that a lot of these young uh, players don't realize. You know what I mean? Is is you know it, it, they don't realize that this is this is a hard industry to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and you know with the, with with Hound, we built it around the fact that you know. Um, we will help. We will give you your, your opportunity. We'll put the name behind it. Um, and what do you call it? You know, but it is all creator owned. So, you know, like we have no, we have no, I have no, uh, saying what goes in the books uh, to a certain extent. Um, and I also, cause I, you know, there's certain things that I, I can't have. Uh, you of know, course, of course, um, you got to set a limit to your label right. because if you allow everything, then it becomes a, a wild west show. That's not what right. you want. You right. want to bring a certain aesthetic to, to exactly. the product. 
Exactly. And then the other thing is, is that, what do you call it? Like, um, you know, like, I, I don't own any of that IP. It's all yours. You know what I mean? All I'm handling is printing the books and making sure that, that you have an opportunity to get this done and, and kind of take some of it out of the equation for you. Cause oh, so you guys help with the printing and distribution of the titles. Yeah. Well, we did the distribution nice. for a while. And, uh, and the problem is, is a lot of the, a lot of, here's the thing is a lot <laughs> of in here, a lot of indie artists as great as they might be. And as awesome as they are. And as, as friends as friendly as I am with all of them, you know, is there, they don't get things done in time. So, you know, like when you say, all right, well, you've got a monthly public, you have a monthly book or a bi-monthly book, you know what I mean? Or a bi-weekly book or whatever it is, you have to stay on that, you know what I mean? On that, that schedule. If you don't stay on that schedule, now I can't sell advertising into your book because guess what? <laughs> your book's not out. I can't get you the distribution that you'd like in comic stores and so forth because you are not getting your product out in time. So that's that's one of the issues that, you know, a lot of indie not I'm not talking even about Hound, I'm talking about in general. This is what in they, general, they fall yeah. into. So, you know, when the reason why Brimstone of the Border Hounds was so successful was because not only did I make sure all I, I had the first four books out before we launched. We had oh, them all nice. done. We had them all Thank done you. and ready. And what do you call it? And then Beautiful. the first book, I was like, how can we do it big? I want to show how big my cojones are. And I was like, let me figure out, you know, what, what we got to do. So we wound up launching in Barnes and Noble. Uh, I'm sorry, in Borders Books. You know wow. what I mean? So we launched it in Borders Books. I did a signing at Borders Books. Now, given I'm, I have a name already, you know what I mean? That, that helps. Damn, but, you know, but even if you're, you have nothing going on, aim big, aim high, do something bigger. You know what I mean? You have to make a splash. Preach, preach. You know, so I, I, you know, we did it. We did it in, in Borders books. When Borders was starting to close down, I pulled from Borders, and guess what I did? I went into Barnes and Noble. You know what I mean? So, Woo. so then we were in. We were the only independently owned and operated comic in every Barnes and Noble and B Dalton in the country. Wow! And um, what do you call it? And and we were there. It was you know Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. Um, you know, image. You got yeah. Viz Media. You got the the manga yeah. that you're competing with too. Yeah, like those yeah. stores. Because that's what kind of the you know that's that's the female comic shop, if you will, the Barnes yeah. and Nobles type. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was, but here's the thing is, you know, and this is the reason why a lot of people, oh, well, the local comic shop is not going to take my book and they don't want to, they don't want to run with my indie book because they don't like indies. Bro, that's not the case. The reason, the reason why they don't take your book is because they've been burned so many times in the past where they go, I want to give this guy an opportunity. I want to give them a shot, but guess what? They don't get their books out. So now everybody's coming and asking for the book that I don't have because you haven't put it out yet. So, you know what I mean? The, the fact is, is, so um, right. you know, it's, it's, how are they going to take, how are they going to take 500 first issues of books and then issue two never comes out? You know what I mean? It's, and, and it's a problem. So um, what happened was a lot of people, you know, they think that their book is going to come out and it's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread, you know, <laughs> and but they don't, <laughs> but they don't want to put the work and they don't want to go to the conventions and sign. They don't want to promote. They don't want to do interviews that, you know, everybody is afraid of interviews and, um, and they don't even buy their own books. So, you know, there's just so much you could do for people that, that, that work like that. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, the reason why I opened town was it was by accident. Um, I was an accident. Folks. It was an accident. <laughs> um, to be completely honest, um, the, the way the way it started was um, if, if you want to know, otherwise I, I don't have to tell you. This I want to know right now. Okay. Come on, bro. I mean, so, you said accident. I need to know 
what type of accident I hope is up a publishing press? I mean, so I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to do the comic and I had reached out to image. I reached out to dark horse. I reached out to a couple of friends that I had at Marvel and we didn't get any response from Marvel, even though I knew Bob Saboni back, back in the day. And Oh damn, um, really? And, and nothing and from Bob. Wow. I didn't hear anything back. Um, I would call it an image, you know, past and um, dark horse, uh, I believe either they passed or they they didn't respond, and uh, and I was like, you know what, um, you know, I've I've got name value, I've got this going on, I got that going on, I'm just gonna do it myself. So I wound up I wound up creating. I said, all right, well, you know, Brimstone and the Border Hounds, so Border Hound Hound Comics, um, and what do you call it? And everything I do, by the way, is all tied together in one way, shape, or form. I love it, which is a, which is a story in itself. But um, but Hound Comics. And, uh, you know, we put the, the three main characters on the, you know, up there and, you know, made it look nice. And, and uh, you know, all of a sudden I, you know, we printed out the books and we had our, our one through one through four and uh, what he called mini series before we did the regular, you know, series itself. Uh, but we had one full story arc and four issues and we were ready to go um had my kids book because i wanted uh with the border pups out so the border pups is the the comic characters except watered down for the kids and you know this way this way the parents and the kids can vibe to the same characters you know what i mean and and uh you know it's fun for everybody um and i'm sitting and i was like all right i gotta start doing conventions again and start signing so um you know and doing and doing promotion so I wound up doing, I think it was like Gotham Con. I forgot what it was. It was in Manhattan. And um, what do you call it? Uh, they put me in the room and I was. I wound up being next to a couple of old friends. What hotel was it? I don't remember what it was. It wasn't, I'm not familiar with Gotham, but I know Big Apple Comic Con. Was it a Mike it Carbonaro? It wasn't Carbonaro. Not in Pennsylvania? No, because I would have known it was. I would have known that it was. Uh, okay. Because uh, I've done all his shows, you know, for years. I know Carbonaro well. Well, um, yeah, he's a character. Know, yeah, Mike. <laughs> Mike is a different animal altogether. Um, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. So for for um, for quite. So I don't remember which show it was. I know we were in a building, and it was like not the normal layout. And okay. and and because it wasn't like a, a huge to do, but it was a couple of players were there, and I was in the celebrity room. And I was, they put me next to old friends of mine, which were Peter and Angie Mayhew. And, oh, um, oh my you, God. No. So, way. so if you don't know who Peter, Peter Mayhew is, it's, you know, he's, he was Chewbacca from Star Wars. Was, yeah. Um, Rest you know, he, he passed away and, and, uh, that, that killed me. Um, but you know, I'm friends with, Sorry, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm friendly with the family and, and I've known Pete and Angie for many years. And um, what do you call it? So uh, we were at the event and, you know, Angie and I were talking and Pete was, you know, doing his thing. And, um, you know, Angie says to me, she goes, Brim, you know, like Pete's been wanting to to put out his books. We were dealing with another publisher. They kind of screwed us a little bit. And she's like, I love what you're doing with your comics and your kids books and so forth. Would you be interested in, you know, doing, uh, uh, you know, putting out our books? I'm like, well, I would need to see more. What are you talking about? And that she showed me the books she had. They had the two kids' books. Um, what do you call it? That that they were looking to uh, kind of put back out because they had okay. it out for a hot minute. But the guy who was handling stuff kind of did did them wrong. Um, and what do you call it? So I was like, all right, you know. So I said, let me let me think about it. And I said, well, I guess it's time to to incorporate. And uh, what do you call <laughs> it? I wound up I wound up going and. Uh, Hound Comics Inc. was born, Hound Entertainment Beautiful. Group. And in, in the in the uh in the underneath the group, it was Hound Comics. 
Hound Kids, you know what I mean? Hound Foods, blah, 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 blah. And I have all that underneath the Hound Comics label. Now, that being said, what do you call it? So I wound up being the only company to have the and I have I have the letter from from Lucasfilm, the only company that was allowed to to uh, um, have Chewbacca in the books without Holy paying shit. without paying them residuals. Um, Whoa! So, so you know, that? which Brimstone. which was Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I have it. I have wow. I still have it. So I don't have the books under me anymore. But what do you call it? Um, but you know, because they the did fact you got that though. But I mean, we, that's crazy. Yeah. So we have that and. Um, you know, and then you know they they had redone a couple of things in the book, and they actually put me in one of the books, and uh, which was very sweet, and they didn't need to do that. But um, you know, that was my family, and uh, what do you call it? And, and I was just again, I was doing it as a favor. And then once when, once we did that, um, what do you call it? Now all of a sudden, friends of mine from Disney and Nickelodeon and all these other people were like, "Hey, Brim, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" I was like, "All right, fine." So then I wound up starting to publish their books. Um, and I became a hub for a bunch of these people. And, uh, you know, and then I had a bunch of comic book, uh, you know, people that, that were just like a lot of artists that really wanted it to, to get this stuff out. Then I was like, man, your stuff is awesome. I have no problem putting it out. And, you know, some people got this stuff out. Some people just, they never did. I had agreements with people that never put stuff out, you know what of I mean? Course. Which was, which was sad. Um, especially since the stuff was so amazing. A matter of fact, one thing that, so that was, it was by accident. You know what I mean? Like had I not sat next to Pete and Angie, um, that wouldn't have started that, that whole situation. So I opened Hound Comics Inc. because of, um, you know, the, the, you know, Peter and Angie, uh, asking, you know, Hey, can we, do something. So I, I went from the DBA. I was doing business as, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, the border hounds. And then I wound up taking it and I flipped it into Hound Comics, Hound Comics Inc. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was how Hound Comics was born. And it was, it was, um, it was a very cool thing and it was a lot more to bite off than I anticipated, but it was okay. See now back in the day, with stuff that's not in my bio, there's a ton of things that I've accomplished and I've done. That's not in my professional quote-unquote entertainment bio you know what i mean but i've worked for major major publications i worked for newsday here on the island i was high newsday up. really i remember yeah. that Mac. i remember that newspaper <laughs> i worked for, I, I worked for the village voices uh long island voice what do you call it which was their sister company that village and, voice most people used yeah. to pick it up just to look at the hookers at the back of the page there you go Pages. Long Island voice. <laughs> I, hand, I handled all their entertainment stuff um Grandpa. so you know so that you know, so I knew publishing, you know what I mean? I, I did publishing when I was in my band and I did music. I knew all the, all the bars and clubs. So like I said, everything kind of goes hand in hand. I knew how to guerrilla market. I knew how to do this. I knew how to do that because I started doing it when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Playing in bands. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy how things turn out. And uh, so Hound, Hound was a, a mistake that, that was a beautiful mistake. And, um, you I know, love it. would I have mistake. would I have done some things, you know, differently? Of course, uh, but for the most part, I would have kept it very, very similar. You know, the biggest the biggest thing that that I would change, if anything, would have been just um, some of the what do you call it, some of the people that I I brought in to work with me. You know what I mean? Though that's where you have issues. It's not you know like a book. A book can't do anything to you. A product can't do anything to you. Products you you know you can you can you know take and mold and make and do with what you need and and have it you know have success or it fails. And guess what? You take those failures and use them as seeds of you know to to succeed. You know, um, you know, you're so right there because again, at the end of the day. You got to learn from your mistakes. Right. That's where real growth is. And what are the lessons learned from those errors you've made? 
how can you make it better and correct it in yeah. order to be able to, you know, move forward. Right. Again, you know, people don't be afraid of failure because at the end of the day, that actually opens the door to opportunity when you really think about it. But again, you got to take that moment. You can't get frustrated. You can't let emotions get the best of you. Right. So, you know, bef- you know, we, we have a couple of min- more minutes left, Brimstone. So, you know, how do you feel about that comment, though? Is it true? You know, don't let the emotions get the best of you in order for you to be able to succeed with your product. Yeah, you can't you can't let emotions get the best of you. But here it is. You have to you have to love your you have to love what you're doing. You have to love what you're putting out because guess what? It it is a labor of love. Any of these things that you do, anything in entertainment, anything entrepreneurial is a labor of love. You have to love it in order to put that work into it. If you don't love it and you don't put the work into it, you don't nourish it and you don't feed it, it's not going to be anything. You know what so I mean? True. So what do you call it? So it's just it, it it's so if true. you it's depends on your levels of love. You know what I'm saying? When you love a woman, right? You love a woman, you might date her for a while. You know, you, you know, you guys fool around, you know, you start getting a little more intimate. The more you know them, the more, more intimate you get. Eventually, you know, you, you, you fall in love with this person. You know what I mean? Now you fall in love with this person and now you're thinking marriage and so forth. You got to think of it the same way. Then after, when, when you have a, the, you get married, now you might be thinking about kids, you know what I mean? Or maybe do it out of order. That's up to you. But what do you call it? Um, you know, but in now, New York, definitely yeah, out of order. Yeah. You know, you have, you know, now you're having kids and, you know, with, with this person, you know what I mean? Think of it the same way with products. You know, I have an idea, you know, that I, I don't know if this idea is going to work just like a relationship. I don't know if this relationship is going to work. I don't know if it's going to work, but I really like this idea. So let's yeah. start with, let's start this relationship. You know what I mean? And and start this product up. And now this product is going and, and what do you call it? And it's looking pretty good. I'm, I'm starting to really love this product. You know what I mean? Now I'm, I'm thinking it needs to be out in the market. So now I'm putting it out into the market. I've committed to this relationship. You see what I'm saying? See where, oh, yeah. where it's the same, the same thing as a, as a relationship. You know, I've committed to this relationship. Now I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, go a step further because I really, really love this, the, the, this, this product. So now I want to start doing, you know, a little bit more and I want to put a, invest a little money into it or invest more money into it or more time and so forth. And now just, just like putting a ring on somebody's finger, right? <laughs> am I, am I wrong? No, no right? you're not though. You, you, you're like on the money. That's exactly Every, what it is because everything, it's total commitment. Everything's going well, right? You now, now you're married to the product. All right. You're married to the wife. You're married to the product. You want, you now the product needs to expand. You need to do bigger yeah. things. Maybe you need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to, to make sure that, um, you know, you want to, uh, make sure to capitalize on that product, just like with the marriage. You want to, it's, I hate to say capitalize, but you want, you want to, you want to have children. You want to spread yeah, your yeah. seed. You want to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, yep. you know, <laughs> you like that, but you know. yeah, I love that, bro. If I use so, capitalize it with my wife, I'm probably going to be sleeping in the car tonight. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in terms I of like, you. now you're spreading your seed, you're, you're, you're building your family, just like you're building your, your business, you build your, your family, family business. You see how it all works together. You know what I mean? I mean, so now you you know you you have children. Well, the same thing with with your product. Well, now that product, maybe you want to have something that works along with your product. Whether it's it's a comic book, maybe you want to do a second series, but, yeah. or you want to do the toy line, or you want to yeah. do the animated. It's Preach. just it's all the same thing. Different. You got to think of it as a relationship. You have to think of it as a business. A lot of people that are do that do indie stuff. That's what they think. They think of it. Well, it's indie. 
No, no, it's your freaking business. Make yes, sure that you're is. thinking of it as a business and you put in 200%. Because if you don't put 200% in and you don't love your business and you don't work on your business, guess what? Nobody else is going to do it either. It so, shows. you know, so when you asked me earlier, why do you get this amount of, of, uh, you know, of listeners and why do people pay attention to what you're doing? The answer is simple because I treat it like my business and I, cause it is my business and I treat it like I would my, my family. You know what I mean? I, I take it and I build it and I nourish it and I make sure that it's fed. I make sure that it's changed when it needs to get changed. I know, I know where I have to go. And, and if something's not working in one direction, I figure out, okay, let's take two steps back so we can take 10 steps forward. And that, Ooh. my friend, is why I am successful in the stuff that I do is because I, I take it. failure as a badge of honor. I use those failure seeds in order to plant and rebirth the new and move forward 10 steps. And that's, I love it. that's where I've, I've, you know, how I've gotten to where I have. And, um, you know, no BS, no, you know, you know, oh, you cheated this area to get the, no, bro. <laughs> I worked, I worked 40 years. I started at, at five years old. So, you know, I, I've worked in the industry for 41 years, um, you know, and I've seen a lot of shit, pardon my French, you know, I, I know you've been cursing, but you know, uh, I, I haven't, <laughs> but I've seen a lot and, and, you know, and I've learned, you know, where, you know, how, how things should be. And that's, I hope that helps. So, you know, oh, if definitely. anything, just believe in yourselves, work twice as hard as the next person. And even if they're talking smack, even if they can't handle your success, Guess what, Mama, Papa? Guess what? It's just because they're jealous of of of, of sitting in your shade. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. You know, they're not I, getting a suntan because of my because of my awesomeness. Yeah, that's it, man. Like you know, they <laughs> they they're, they're they're sick of standing in your shining light, bright light. You know, and and that's the thing. If people, if people, and this is like a worldly thing now. Like if people stopped hating on each other and people started, you know, like supporting Support. each other. Or, or don't even support. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't bother. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you have something to say about what X, Y, or Z is doing? Thank wow, you. We're from New York, bro. Do it yourself. We have had so many people that have come up from nothing from yes. here in New York. We've come up with nothing. Yes. And we've built ourselves into something that's bigger and better and badder than most people that have come from something. And, and so the right. reason why is because we respect everything that we have. We respect the time that's put in and the effort that's put in. And we don't try to take shit from other Ooh. people. You know what I mean? I don't, I've never tried to Love step it. in someone else's head in order no. to succeed. You I've done it to. myself. I don't need to. But but when you're in a position like you're like I'm in, you have plenty of people that try to take your success and try to ride on coattails and step on of your course. head and try to do whatever they can. So so you know what? For the people that are trying to get into the industry, have thick skin. Watch watch the dogs that you're lying with because you don't want to get fleas. Um, you know, make sure that that you know you understand entertainment in general and and entrepreneurship in general. It's a dog eat dog business, and you're yes. wearing milk. You're wearing milk bone underwear. Okay, just expect oh, yeah. everybody's coming at you. All right, and um, you know, just don't take no for an answer. You know, you want to make it happen, make it happen. I got no, 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 no for the comics. I said, okay, I'll do it myself. And I did it better. And I said Thank the same you. thing with the same thing with, with Grindhouse. I know everybody in my area. I know every terrestrial radio station in this area and in, in New York on Long Island. And I've they've interviewed me. I know these people for years. When I said I want to do a show, I heard nothing but crickets. So I said, Well, I'm gonna do it myself. 
The Grindhouse Radio was born. Why the Grindhouse? Because I'm always grinding. I'm always working hard. It has nothing to do with horror. It has nothing to do with, you know, <laughs> badassery. It's just a cool name, but it's the House of Grind. That's doesn't it. Doesn't have to doesn't have to do with that seventies movie crack. No, either. no, no, no. <laughs> so what do you call it? it's? We're, and and what do you call? It? And now what do we do? Uh, we started as a one hour show. Then iHeart had come to us. It's not like now where it's easy for they people came to, to you. They came oh, to me. Wow. Um, what do you call it? I, I have plenty of things that I could tell you about. I just I have another interview in, in fifteen minutes. No, but um, what do you call it? But they, uh, you know, I, I we were in bed with them. Uh, we're in bed with we were in bed with Google for a long time, which I which I can't I you know I can tell you about stuff, but we don't have enough time to get into that. But um, yeah, we'll you know, have a part two, brother. Because yeah. let's no wait wait wait, bro. I'm not. I'm I, not I just on... want to say, Brimstone, you are like ambitious, successful, hungry. Even even at this point, you still yeah. Me listening to you, like my appetite is just growing. Yeah, and I want to thank you for that. But I want to thank you for that because you're yeah. inspiring me, my brother. You are doing the business. Thank I you. mean, I would love to have you back on to continue in the of story of your journey. Of course. You know, we've been on for an hour. I want you to have a 15-minute break before your next one because I know how <laughs> it is as a creator that you need that moment. I did. I did want to finish up that that one thought though. If, if yeah, definitely. Okay, Go ahead. So Do my it. my so about the whole thing with the radio stations and so forth that I that I got crickets right. I had crickets once we once once we went to, to iHeart and iHeart brought us on. We went to a two hour format, and from two thousand and from from two thousand seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, we we were voted and awarded best radio station on Long Island for the last four years. So we Woo! beat every one of those terrestrial radio stations. Woo! So that being said, all they would have had to do was give me the opportunity and respond, and I would have brought them the world. And now it is what it is. So you know. So the fact is, is you can do it yourself and be successful. You don't need one of the big corporations. You can build a corporation for yourself. And the, another thing that I want to leave with, leave everybody with, is is what do you call it? Um, wow. Start your. B, if you're going to start a business and you're going to open your business and you get worried, oh, I'm not going to make the money or I'm not doing this. <laughs> Guess what? Again, it doesn't happen overnight. But would you rather make 100 percent of some of, of something, you know what I mean, or or get paid to build somebody else's business? Nah, you know what I mean? Me. I'd rather I'd rather take the money and make a little bit less. You know what I mean? At the, at the beginning. But, you know, and people and they say to me all the time, they go, they go. Oh, you know, well, you make you're making big money. I'm not making billions of dollars. No, I do okay. You know what I mean? I do pretty well. You know, so but you can but, still eat. <laughs> but 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 at the end of the day, so Al, I might I might not get a check because I'm I'm brimstone all the time. I don't I, yeah. you know I own my businesses. I might not get paid for three weeks, but my paycheck in three weeks is bigger than people that get get in a year. You know what I'm saying? Whoa! So yeah. so. And and I'm not saying that to to like show off. I'm saying that because not when off. you work for yourself, people have to understand you're not getting that immediate gratification weekly like you do when you're it's working right. at a, at a nine to five. When you're it's working right. a nine to five, you're the reason why you're getting paid is you're doing someone else's bitch work for them. Okay, and that's okay. Truth. And that's okay. And, then, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But what do you call it? When you're doing that work, you're working for the other person. Wouldn't you want to work just as hard for yourself? Wouldn't I you want to put it, and instead of taking a small fraction of the money that's coming in, wouldn't you rather the full amount go into your yes. own pocket? That's, that's 
So why, so why, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't, because I've seen so many people who start their own business, you know what I mean? They start their own business and then all of a sudden it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so much work and oh, it's, I don't have the time and I need to make money and but well then work harder. You know what I mean? Or, yes. you know, like, or you're, it's a side hustle, but your side hustle is not making the, you know, the money that you expected it to make right away. Well then, you know, then work harder, put in more time. Don't tell me that there's not enough hours in the day and you're, you're tired. Well, screw you, bro. There's 24 hours yes. in the day. If I can find time to do everything I do and still get on a call with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. still do Agreed. Then, then guess what, brother, you can find the time too. there's 24 yes. hours in a day. If you don't sleep, Guess what, baby? That's entertainment. That's entrepreneurship. Do yes. it, do it right, and that's all I have to say. And and what do you call it? Um. And I love everybody, and I respect everything that everybody does. You know. So, and if, if a nine to five is for you, I am all for it, and I and I love you for it. Um. And if you do your own business and and build your own brands, I love you for it. And and what do you call it? In either way, I I'm appreciative that you're out in the workforce and making something happen. So um, Bro. make your own magic. That's all. I I just like people to make their own magic. I love it. I love your energy, Brimstone, because that's kind of how I live. Like, make it happen. Stop begging, as we yeah. as we spoke earlier of. You know, stop begging to join the club from your own club <laughs> and show people how it's done. If they don't accept it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Bro, you've been an amazing guest, bro. And, I mean, you have fired up my entrepreneurial spirit like like 10 times even now. And you don't want Almega fired up because that's dangerous. That's a good you know, thing. It's, you know, it's, it's dangerous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to scare everybody. So <laughs> so check this out, folks. Right now, you can go ahead and visit Brimstone's website. It's therealbrimstone.com. Yes. The now, Brimstone. on social, though, he's all over. All right? So on Facebook, it's Brimstone. Yep. On Twitter, it's The Entrance to Hell. And I love that fucking name. You got to <laughs> see a poster I made. I actually made a poster of Comic Crusaders Entrance to Hell. <laughs> so I'll share that with you. And then, of course, Instagram at The Real Brimstone. Yeah. And, that's and that's lastly, where I'm most active. And, and, of course, please check out his podcast. Yeah. Yo, you know, that real grindhouse radio at The Real GH Radio. And, of course, if you... Listen, if you if you peeping comic crusaders, you love comics. Yep. So check out Hound Comics. Homie since 2010 has done 40 plus creator-owned projects showing love to the independent market, which is something that we love to support ourselves. Brimstone, thank you for doing that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you know, you, you're giving people an opportunity. To showcase their talent. Now, if it makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the right. door was opened. You did what you did, yep. and, and let and let the critics uh, <laughs> talk their smack because you know that's what they're going to do. You love right. us. We love to share positivity. You know what? Though at the end of the day, just do your thing. Do you be the best version of you? Now, Brimstone. Before we go, I always love to end with this because you're a person that has been, in my opinion, a journeyman. You've been everywhere. Again, radio, podcast, wrestling, vidcast, I mean, voice acting. You've done it. You've done so much. Thank you for even taking a minute to chat with me. Uh, but what would you like to leave our listeners with that are also trying to 
navigate the space? What's the best piece of advice you ever received that you want to share today? Just just respect yourself and respect others. Be good to people. Um, what do you call it? Give back. If you if you're succeeding, make sure you 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 pay it forward for people who are you know still trying to make it. Um, you know, and and uh, like I said before, you know, I think I I think I kind of laid it out there. Work twice as hard as the person you know that that is you know doing the same thing because if you don't do it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So just bust your ass. Don't take no for an answer. That's about it. And have thick skin because you're going to get no slammed doors in front of you all the time. You know what I mean? So get thick skin. So there you go, folks. This is the big homie, Brimstone. So I want to share everything again really quickly before we go. So visit the website, therealbrimstone.com. This is his socials. Facebook as Brimstone. Twitter, entrance (laughs) to hell. Instagram, The Real Brimstone. And, of course, check out the podcast, The Real GH Radio. And please check out the Comic Book Publishing Press at Hound Comics. If you're an independent publisher, reach out to Brimstone because you'll definitely make that book happen. Yo, Brim. TheGrindhouseRadio.com, by the way. Yeah, it's very You can get everything. GrindhouseRadio.com, baby. Yeah. There you go. Grindhouse. I fucking love it. So 70s. All I could hear is the snap, crackle, pop of those 70s movies from back then. <laughs> I love it. Yo, Brimstone, you've been amazing. I want you to hang out with me one minute after the show because I want to put you onto somebody else that I think would be worthy of your sure. presence. But with that, folks, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today to the Compensators Podcast. I'm Almega. Uh, you know how, how it goes. Just make sure to make uh, visit comiccrusaders.com, undercovercapes.com. And yo, on our YouTube, like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications, right? And with that, much love. You guys all have been amazing. Yo, bro, Brimstone, fellow New Yorker. Wepa, man, Wepa! fellow Boricua. I love it. <laughs> and with that, until la about. próxima, mi gente. I'll see you at 4.30 or 4 o'clock when I talk to Omar later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 